We have to serve Hashem in our avoida, our servitude, our bring the world and ourselves and the universe back to Hashem, closing the cycle, closing the loop. The critical component is fear of God and love of God. So we're describing what love is and what fear is. We saw yesterday the Ramchal is telling us is a, a, a correct and an incorrect type of love, a correct and incorrect type of fear, pure and, and tainted love and pure and tainted fear. And the pure love was Avas Shemoy, love of Hashem's name. The tainted was Avas Haschar, love of reward. And, and we spent some time elaborating on this yesterday just because it's such an important topic over here. And it's so transferable to love that we have in our lives, love of one's spouse, love of one's parents, love anyone around you. Are we really loving them or are we just really love ourselves, i.e. the gratification, the good feeling that I get from them? You know, when someone says, I love my wife so much, again, as we pointed out, he may just be saying, I love the fact that I get so much out of my wife. She takes care of the house, she takes care of me, gives, gives me the food that I like, and makes sure I have clean socks, etc. That's not really love of one's spouse, it's what love of oneself. And with Hashem also, it can't be love of reward. And we illustrated yesterday that when the Ramchal says that the incorrect, impure love of Hashem, taint love of Hashem means loving reward, doesn't just mean that I love Olam Haba, I can't wait for Olam Haba. Most of the time that we're experiencing what we feel is love for Hashem, it's really also just love of ourself. One example we gave is a guy has a gishmaka davening, a gishmaka learning. I connected to Hashem so much. I really I love Hashem so much because I had such an amazing Shemon Esrei. Again, what a person's really saying is that I, I, had, I, I was in such a zone. I had such a good feeling. I felt so energized I'm therefore construing that and interpreting that as love for Hashem. Now, it's good to feel energized when you're down. It's good to feel energized when you're like, good to feel that rush, to feel that real rush. But, but to call that love of Hashem is incorrect. It's very misleading. We trick ourselves because we're tricking ourselves into thinking that love of Hashem means the feedback that I have when, when I, feel, I feel really good. I, I want to just give one more example that we can add to that from yesterday. I'll speak on another example for today, just to take this further. Um, when are we most likely to say, to say, Hashem, I love you so much? All of us. When are we most likely to say, and we do this all the time, when are we the most likely to say, ah, Rebun Shalom, I love you. I love you. We're most likely to do that when that's going to come side by side together with saying thank you to Hashem. Thank you, Hashem, I love you so much. And when do we say thank you to Hashem? We got something. And something works out for us. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Some or people say not necessarily. Not the best also. Ninety five percent of the time. Ninety five percent of the time. The person, when does a person feel so motivated to say Hashem I love you? Hashem I love you is when he just got something from Hashem and he says, Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem, for making this work out. Thank you, Hashem, for this piece of good news. Thank you, Hashem, for this success. Hashem, I love you so much. I love you so much. That prompts and motivates us to give a heartfelt, sincere thanks to God. Right when it's on the heels of the thank you to Hashem. And we feel so good about Hashem. We feel so good about our relationship with Hashem. We feel so good about loving Hashem. And again, this is the impure love. This is tainted love. That's avas schar. That's the love of reward. And again, all the love of reward just means the love of the feedback that we get. And, and the good feeling that we feel 
when we got something from Hashem, that's schar, I got something, well, I got something, Hashem, I love you so much. With our parents also. We feel so in love with our parents when we get something from our parents. Parents give us a birthday present. Parents give us something, uh, something uh, amazing. Sends uh, something unexpected to our house. Get on the phone. Mom, Dad, I love you guys so much. I love you so much. That's a feeling of love. It's again being prompted and predicated on having gotten something from them. That's avas haschar. I got something from my parents that I say I love you. Love of a parent, love of a spouse, and love of God is with or without getting something, with or without saying thank you. And I'm not talking about dafka when something bad happens. I'm not talking about that either. That's 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 uh, you know we're very from. That means we're very from because we can even say thank you Hashem for bad things as opposed to good things. That's not why I'm not going there either. I'm not talking about from kite as opposed to you know um, love of oneself. I'm talking about what a real love of Hashem is. Real love of Hashem is not based on when I get something from God, get something good, nor is it based on when I get something bad. No, it's not either one of those. As we said yesterday, real love of Hashem is admiration for who Hashem is. And how often do we really have that? Not, not very often. But that's real love of Hashem. And the Ramah spells it out, black and white. Real love of Hashem is when I look around myself. I look outside myself. I look at the greater universe that's out, out of myself. There's so much going on. There's so much of life and reality. I'm about to say a very controversial statement. Maybe I shouldn't say it. Should I say it? Wasn't it? There's so much life and reality outside of ourselves, outside of the Philadelphia Eagles. There's a lot. There's a big world out there. A big world out there. Okay. There's a lot going on out there, and uh, and uh, I said it was going to be controversial, and and. Uh, Love of Hashem is when I see what, what Hashem does in this magnificent, grand universe. And I say, Hashem, you're so amazing in everything you do outside of my life. Outside, it has nothing to do with me. Not, not bad and not good and not bad. No, nothing to do with me. Look, Hashem, look, look how amazing you are. I'm your biggest fan. I'm your biggest admirer. Real love of Hashem is being a fan of Hashem. Is being an admirer of Hashem. Okay, let's move on to... So again... This is so, um, you know, <clears throat> fundamental over here. Uh, these definitions, and, 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 and really, they let us hold a mirror up for ourselves. Not that it's bad to have a good feeling for Hashem when I get something. Not that it's bad to feel good and energized when I have a good Shemona Esrei, a good learning session. But for us to translate that into Ava, and that's the only place we have Ava, that's bad, because then we don't really have real Ava. Ramchal <laughs> is giving us a very clear direction with which to work with over here in, in, in developing real Ava. Uh, let's turn on, let's, re, let's continue to Ira. The Ira is Ramamusa, Layra We have to have real love of God and real awe, slash fear, parenthetically fear, but awe, A W E, awe of God, and real fear, slash awe of God is fear of Hashem's greatness and not fear of getting punished. Not fear of getting punished. Everyone has a fear of getting punished. Everyone has this common fear that nobody wants to go through the ringer. Nobody wants to hear bad news. No one wants to suffer in Gehenna. No one wants to suffer in this world. No one wants any suffering. So that's the lower level year. That's tainted year. That's impure year. Impure fear is when I fear punishment. I fear pain. I fear suffering. And that keeps me in line. The real pure year is year of Hashem himself of 
how great and grand and glorious Hashem is, and that's where I have awe, real awe. And here's the same exact thing. Let's speak it out. It's exactly what we had yesterday. We see that being plugged directly into into Yira, meaning there's pure and impure Yira, tainted and untainted awe, fear. When I I, I have the flawed, tainted, impure Yira, which is Yira Sa'inish, it's the same same exact um, problem and the same exact dichotomy as we had with pure and impure Ava. The same way pure and impure Ava was all about who do I really love? Is it really, do I love God or do I love myself? Here's the same thing. Am I uh, afraid of Hashem? Do I have awe of Hashem? Or am I protecting myself? Here's the Yiddish means I'm protecting myself. I'm after myself. I'm after me. That's Yiras HaOynish, when I'm afraid of getting punished. When, when, I, when I have Yira and I have fear that keeps me in check, don't look at that, don't go here, don't say that, don't eat that. There's a lot of don'ts in Judaism. In fact, there's more don'ts than do's, right? The don'ts far outweigh the do's, 365 of them. And you need Yira, you need awe to keep yourself in line, to keep yourself boxed to keep yourself, you know, metzumtzum, limited. And, and on the straight and narrow, not to diverge, not to deviate, not to veer off. Yira has to keep me in check. Don't, 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 all the don'ts around me. But when it's fear of Einish, then I know that if I look at that, I, I can't look at that because I'm afraid of Gehenna. I can't eat that because I'm afraid of getting punished. I can't say that. I want to say something. I can't say this Lashon Hara because I'm afraid of all the Maimari Chazal, the Bali Lashon Hara, are going to be hung by their toll, tongues, be hung over with, with, with glowing coals with your tongues, all these scary, scary things. I'm going to lose my Elam Haba. I'm not going to say Lashon Hara. That's way too scary. That's fear, but it's, it's, a, it's a self-serving, self-centered fear. It's a selfish fear. I'm looking at for myself. Not fear of Hashem, not because I have real awe or respect for God. I'm not humbled before God. I don't have fear of God. I'm afraid for my own skin. Exactly like Ahava, the exact same parallel. There can be Ahava, which is really self-centered. I don't really love my spouse. I just love the good vibes, what my spouse provides me. I get good things out of my spouse. That's self-centered, self-serving. And Yiro is, again, Yiro so Einish. Fear of punishment is... It's, 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 so, it's so simple, so obvious. It's self-serving and self-centered. Not real fear of Hashem. It's looking at for myself. The real fear is fear of Hashem's roimimus, Hashem's grandeur, which is a, a lofty, a kind of very developed and very rich fear, again, which really has to be called awe, not fear, where I see, it's so clear to me how awesome Hashem is, how lofty Hashem is, how grand Hashem is. And I'm in that presence constantly, and I just feel humbled and dwarfed and eclipsed. And, you know, who am I to do anything? How can I even think of doing the wrong thing when I'm in the presence of someone so so lofty and so grand and so amazing? I, I, I just, I don't even have the places, I don't have the ability, the wherewithal or the audacity to even think of disobeying him in his presence, someone so great and mighty. Not because I'm afraid he's going to patch me. Not because he's going to call out the firing squad. But because he's so awesome and, and, and impressive and I'm so small, I don't have the, the, the wherewithal to disobey him in his presence. Um, it's not fear of authority, it's awe of grandeur. Not fear of Hashem is an authoritarian, 
um, but rather the awe of God as 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 as, as some, so great. So, if it's the same action or the same character, but the intentions are different, then it minimizes the action. Which action are you referring to? Well, we were say, talking about getting say, close to Hashem. Right, but what we're and saying close is... Getting close to Hashem, the, the awe brings me close to Hashem. Let, let's use your example of Lush and Heart. Somebody does it because they're, they're scared of the, the repercussions. Somebody else doesn't do it because of the awe of Hashem. Correct? Right. Two differences. So the fact that the person who doesn't speak Lush and Heart because of the fear of repercussions, it's less of, of, a, of not a mitzvah, but less of a bonding with yes, Hashem? Yes, that's right. That's right. So the intentions play a role here. Play a tremendous role. Okay. Well, maybe this is a question for later. Okay. So let's continue. The yira, the real awe, as we're talking about, which is which is um, present in my actions, which goes into my mitzvahs, which goes into my avoid, which goes into my refraining from doing averis, that very intention, the mindset, when it's plugged into my actions, purifies me and, and, and purges me from the chayshich, the darkness and the pollution of this world and, and the, the, the contamination, the taint of, of the physical world. Umashra olav hashras hashchina brings the shechina into my existence, into my essence, and to my life bonds me with the shechina. When I refrain from doing things, I am able to control myself because of the awe of God that is a high-level bonding experience with Hashem. Why should that be? As Dan is asking, it's the same exact action. One bonds me with Hashem, one purifies me. One makes me a refined, purified person and brings the Shekhinah into my existence, and one doesn't, but it's the same action of not saying Lashnara. And the answer is, again, it, 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 it's exactly the same idea. It's who Adavash When I'm refraining from saying Lashnara for self-centered, self-serving purposes, because I don't want to suffer, I kept myself as uh, a self. I start off as a self. I'm a prat. I, I'm, I'm removed from God. We all start off being removed from God. When we're created, we're created as entities that are splintered off from the Rebbeinah Right? Everything that's down here is by definition splintered away from Hashem because Hashem is not physical. Hashem doesn't have any physical existence. And um, if it's down here, its starting point is is it's, it's broken off from, from God. Every time a child is born, there's, there's a, a new neshama in the world, but there's also a new piece of something finite that's not Hashem. There's something new that's not Hashem. There's something new that's not Hashem. As we've mentioned in the past, why a woman has tumas leda, a woman has tummy when she gives birth, because there's a new chunk in existence which is not Hashem, a new piece of not Hashem. New piece of not Hashem. Everything starts off as being not Hashem, because it's been separated, severed, sent away from Hashem. The only thing that really can bring me back to Hashem is my mindset. Not my actions, but my mindset. Actions can be done by a body without a mind. Actions themselves don't make me part of Hashem because, you know, if it's a body that remains a body, it's already separated from Hashem. And bodies are programmed, are, are, are given the ability to do actions. The fact that this body is doing actions which are actions that are recorded in, in Shulchan Aruch and in Mishnah Bura, and, and this body is, is doing things that the Shulchan Aruch says it to, tells it to do, doesn't mean necessarily this body came back to God because bodies do things. Everybody understand what I'm saying? 
Bodies can do things. Bodies can do physical things. A body's capable of opening its eyes and looking. A body's capable of not looking. This is a body that's already broken away from God because it's a body. The body is, is not looking over there, and that's what says It doesn't mean that the body is now godly. That's a body doing things that body does. What makes that action an action that, that now brings his body back to God and gets rid of the bodiness, the body kite, the, 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 the bodyism from the body? It makes the body back into something godly, from something bodily. It's the attitudes, the kavana. Am I doing it? Because of Hashem's existence. Am I doing it to raise myself to Hashem's existence? That's about the Kavana. Only about the Kavana. So when someone doesn't do Averis, but only because he's afraid for himself, we, we understand what's going on over here. The irony is he's maintaining himself as a body. He's maintaining himself as a prat, as something separate from Hashem, because he's doing it to preserve his own existence, which is an existence which is separate from Hashem. He's worried, he's concerned about his own suffering. That's it. Nothing about Hashem. Nothing about Hashem's interests and Hashem's grandeur and Hashem's existence. Not doing it because Hashem exists. He's doing it because he exists. He's perpetuating his own existence. He's maintaining himself something separate from Hashem. And he's keeping himself as a, a body. He's keeping himself something separate. He is doing it because he exists to look out for his own existence, he's therefore perpetuating his own existence as a separate existence. That's Yiras Ha'oynish. Everyone with me? It's a deep idea over here, but this is what the Ramchal is saying. Yiras Ha'oynish is looking at for my existence, it keeps my existence as a separate existence. Yiras Ha'oynish, if I don't do Averis because I'm afraid, I'm in awe of Hashem's existence, then why am I not doing Averis? Because Hashem exists. So I'm raising my existence to Hashem's existence. I became more one with God. I purified myself from my independent existence, which is what life is all about, to make myself raise above my independent existence and to become a, a dependent existence, existence which is there to just be a part of Hashem. And when I don't do Averis because of Yiras Haroimimus, I'm afraid I have awe of Hashem's existence. Hashem is so amazing, awesome, and, and, and grand. How can I even think about doing Averis? With Malikola Arts Kavoida, and this is Ratzna Boy, right? If that's why I do Averis, then I'm negating my existence, Hashem's existence. It's a beautiful idea. That's ultimately the difference between Yerusha and Yerusha Einish when we take it to a deeper level. Again, the simplistic level is is it self centered, like we saw yesterday, that's the, with the Yerusha Einish, it's about me, or is it directed towards the Rebbeisham? The deeper shot behind that is is it being done to maintain my existence? to look after the welfare of my existence as here so I just because I don't want to hurt I don't want to suffer I don't want to be in pain and I'm perpetuating I'm 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 I'm, I'm uh, reinforcing my independent existence keeping myself separate from the rebound or am I doing it because of the rebound existence and I bring myself back up to Hashem a, a beautiful idea beautiful idea very rich idea again something here to really keep us in check keep us in line for us, us to be working on years of um According to the level that a person gives himself that I, I, I'm doing it out of a perception and a cognizance of how great and amazing Hashem is and how small I am. How can I even think about doing this? Hashem's here and Hashem's Hashem is so awesome and so amazing. How can I even think about doing this? To the level that I really live with that as a reality, and I perceive that as a reality, according to that level, directly proportionate to that, I will 
receive Hashem's Shechina, and I will purify myself, and I'm making myself, my existence, dependent on Hashem's existence. Someone who can bring himself to a level where he's constantly living with this year. He walks around with this, not fear, he's not a scared person, he's not a nervous person, not an agitated person, not an anxious person, but he's a person who's always mindful of the fact that Hashem is everywhere. He's mindful of that. Tia hashchina shayra alav tamid. The shchina is also going with him wherever he goes. The shchina is constantly a presence in his life. The shchina is constantly illuminating him, raising him, and and, and present in his essence. The shchina is, is is with him. This is uh, one of the things that brings a yid to a madrego. You know, we say in our day and age, we don't have pure ruach hakodesh anymore. But there's tzaddikim that are able to have. Hashpan is teres, we said, you know, a lower form of Ruach HaKadosh we saw earlier in the Ramchal. What, what is it that makes a person have the ability to uh, know things about people, to be able to give brachas to people that, 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 that we see are really niskayim, that can um, have an intimate awareness of, of uh, who, who he's with and how to help them, that's because wherever he's going, the Shekhinah is going with him, because he has Yiras Haremus. He has really gotten rid of his own independence. And where he goes, the Shekhinah goes. He's made the Shekhinah come into his existence because he's made his, his existence negated to be bunched from his, his existence um, as the years Haraimah was, which gives the person this ability to uh, have this elevated, raised, uh, you know, just above everyone else. When I'm, I'm up there with the Shekhinah, and the Shekhinah's in my life, I'm there in the control tower a little bit. I, I, you know, I, I have a lot of information of, uh, of things that are going on around me because of where I'm, I'm raised, where, I, where I'm there. But it can't come with that Yiras HaRemus. It can't come with that real awe of God that raises me to God's existence, that puts Hashem Shechina in me, so to speak. And, and, and that's, uh, again, there's people, big tzaddikim that are known for this ability to, you know, they look at you, you know, this is, uh, I see what's going on with your life, I see, uh, you know, what, what, what you're up to, what, what, uh, you know, this, uh, I can offer you guidance. People that really have this ability are people that are living with the Shekhinah, that the Shekhinah is residing within them. That only comes from a high level of Yerush HaRemus, a person who has this constantly. Who perfected this to perfection? That was Moshe Rabbeinu. All of Hashem's Amru Olav. Um, the Gemara says that Moshe Rabbeinu told Klai Yisrael, No, what does God want from you already? Just, to, just all you need to do is fear God. The Pasuk says. The Gemara asks, is, um, what do you mean? What does what Hashem, what does God want from you? He just wants to fear, he wants you to fear him. Is, is fear a small thing? Is fear a clean shakite? Uh, fear is not an easy thing to pull off. The Gemara says, for Moshe is the one speaking over there, and yes, for Moshe, um, fear was 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 a was a clean shakite. It was something that was easy for him to pull off. Um, that's that's what the level that he had reached. Um, so the Ramchal is using this just to you know, illustrate that Moshe was the one that 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 brought this to its full shleim. Was this idea of constantly having the shechina within him, uh, and that's why he had the shechina present with him twenty four seven. So that's why he was able to communicate with Hashem 24-7. Didn't need to be Bechalayim Lailo. Didn't need to be at special times and special hachanas. It was Pe'el Pe'el. He was able to speak to Rebbein Shalom, you know, on demand. 
whenever he wanted to, whenever the occasion arose, because of the years Haroimimus that he had. Um, Vine. So now, getting back to us, Hadavar Kosh Lashar Benayelam Shiyasiguhu Karoi. The Ramchal admits that for us it's difficult to pull this off. Difficult for us to be walking around with constant Iros Haroimimus, with this constant awe of HaKadosh Baruch, this constant cognizance of Hashem is everywhere, Molech Halotz Kvaidoi. Difficult for the for, for us to, to, to have that, you know, to, to have this meter worked out. The Ramchal. Um, reassures us that it's not an easy madrega to reach. However, says the Ramchal, don't give up. It's not all or nothing. It's not black and white. It's not that either I reach the madrega of Meishu Rabbeinu and I have Yerzareimah's Tamid constantly, or I should just give up. No, don't give up. Whatever you do, you're gaining. You're gaining from Omnam, Kafi Masha, Yasigmi Mena to the degree that I'm able to achieve Yerzareimah's. I'm able to see that Hashem is there everywhere. You know, uh, and, 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 and how great Hashem is and how small I am, wherever I can pull that off, to that degree, I will receive this, this, uh, the Shekhinah coming into my life. Hashem's taro, Hashem's Kedusha, sanctification, elevation, and purification. Specifically, if there's a, a specific time that we really should try to work on this, it's when we're doing mitzvahs. I should always ensure that my mitzvahs are being done with a backdrop of Yira, and when I learn, it's being done with a backdrop of Yira. The, the backdrop of Yira, of, of Yira Sarayimus, appreciation and awareness of how amazing Hashem is, how big Hashem is, is a, is a, is a non-negotiable, says the Rabchal. It's a condition that, that has to be met if I want my learning to really my learning to really be effective and my mitzvahs to really have that power that mitzvahs are capable of for my learning to really be true learning as we saw in the previous parak, it has to come with a backdrop of Yiras HaRaimavos of the awe of God how huge God is and how infinitesimally small I am that's what allows my learning to really be powerful so that, that Ramchal wraps up the paragraph with this so he's telling us if we, we listen very carefully what Ramchal presented and we learned it carefully Ramchal is telling us that Yir exists on two levels. And Yir can do um, two things. Proper Yira. Proper Yira, which is Yir Sarayimus, um, awareness of how huge Hashem is and how small we are. That can be the background, the, the foundation for my Torah, my mitzvahs. So I'm learning out of Yir Sarayimus. So my, my learning is learning that his battle is Hashem, as we saw previously. And my mitzvahs are being done um, out of years of Ramos, that my mitzvahs are going to be uh, um, effective and my mitzvahs are going to bring the Shekhinah into my life via the mitzvahs. That's one, t- one area we can apply years of Ramos. The other is just to be walking around with it always, living, living with Yira, living with awe. That even when I'm not engaged in Torah study, even when I'm not doing mitzvahs, just walking around um, in my daily life, wherever I go, 24 7, I'm living in a different world. I'm walking on a different plane of existence. I'm living in a place where Hashem is everywhere. And I perceive that and I see that. That also constantly purifies me. And that's what the Ramchal says is difficult to pull off. That's what Moshe was able to perfect. And that gives you constant purification, elevation. And that's what the big tzaddikim reach those heights. Big tzaddikim are able to have this Ruach HaKadosh because they reach those heights. That's what the Ramchal is telling us is going to be hard for us to pull off. But we should try to whatever we can here and there. Once, once in a while, have this awareness of Malichal Arts Kavoidai. But the first type of year, which the Ramchal mentioned second, says the Ramchal, we definitely should try our very best to pull that off. When we do a mitzvah, 
when we refrain from doing an Avera, we're, 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 we're going to be avoiding the Avera anyway. Don't do it because you're afraid of getting punished. Don't do it because you don't want to roast in Gehenna. Do it because, how could I possibly think of doing this? Look, Hashem is right here and Hashem gave me this commandment. When I'm learning, start off your learning with the Yiro. Start off your learning with understanding that Hashem is so vast and great and deep. Hashem's Torah is so vast and great and deep. And I'm privileged in such a small, humble way to be making these tentative uh, steps towards approaching my learning. Um, that's a way of, through my turn, through my business, bringing your Yerusha into my life. And I, I can make a transfer over there. I'm going to be learning anyway. I'm going to be doing this anyway. It's not something I have to be constantly working on. If I use those as a Pesach to bring Yerusha I will be able to tap into the uh, the 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 bonding, the Dveikos and the Kedusha that Yerusha Ramos gives us, but it's clear says that from the Ramachal Salangas again that you can't compare the mitzvahs that I'm going to do with awe as opposed to the mitzvahs that I'm doing with that awe, the learning I'm doing with, with awe as opposed to doing it with that awe. They cannot be compared one to the other based on what we explained earlier. Is it about my existence, about Hashem's existence? So says Ramachal, we're going to be doing the mitzvahs anyway. Let's use those mitzvahs as opportunities. We're going to, refrain, we're not going to, we're going to avoid Averis anyway. Use that avoidance of the Averis as an opportunity. To, to raise yourself to Hashem's existence and, and with, so too with your learning. Okay, that wraps up Aleph tomorrow. Mitzvah Hashem will continue. We'll see Bayes. And that should wrap up the parish. Thank you for joining. Uh, yeah, call to.